Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a direct message network and podcast one production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. What's up? It's Sierra, new member and ambassador for WW Weight Watchers Reimagined. Since joining, I feel healthier and more confident than ever. The new My WW Plus, our most holistic program ever, gives you more of what you need to lose weight, like tools to help boost your mindset, get you moving, and plan meals based on what you have on hand. Plus, over 300 zero point foods you don't have to track. The new My WW Plus, more holistic, more personalized, more weight loss. Join today with a limited time offer at ww.com. All right, guys, if you're like me, um, you like free stuff. And I have a free sample for you guys to try this week um, from OxyClean Odor Blasters. I don't know about you guys, but uh, our place has been getting a little funky uh, because we're doing some working out out in the garage and we're bringing all, obviously, our our clothes in. uh, And they're just nasty, at least mine are. Uh, and we've got a couple dogs who, you know, are all around the house and they are also nasty sometimes, but OxyClean has, has done magic for me. Uh, these little odor blasters, they just blast away the funk, uh, that you would imagine is, is in my workout clothes and on the dog's blankets and on the rugs, uh, and everything else that they touch. So if, uh, if you got some of that going on in your life and, uh, you want to rid it with something that's super powerful, uh, and we'll just blast away that funk. Uh, I got something for you for you to try. So you've got to try OxyClean Odor Blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to OxyClean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's OxyClean.com slash try me, T-R-Y-M-E, for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. This is adulting like a mother father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Okay, welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both... Adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. I'm looking forward to jumping into these adulting wins and fails. And because I have one, I think I'll kick it off. How about that? Sure. Why not? So, um, okay. Basically, I just want to touch on um, just some like business stuff that's happened recently and how it affected me and how I overcame it. Um, And I'll keep it pretty vague, but basically I encountered like my first real like almost legal hurdle almost 
Yeah. And it all happened pretty quickly where, um, you know, you guys like, I, I, I'm, I consider myself an ethical entrepreneur, so I'm always entertaining the ideas of taking on new endeavors. And there's been some that I've been involved in and some new ones on the horizon that have taken a lot of time and energy and, um, and jumping over hurdles to get through basically. So long story short, I encountered my first like real confrontation in, um, one of my partnerships and it was one of those times where you have to really just adult hard and show up and approach it on the spot and be concise and focus in and have productive conversations. So long story short, over the past 48 hours, it was probably one of the biggest fails and biggest wins. I was wondering all how you're going to wrap that in. I figured it, it would be like that. All in one. Yeah, I would agree. And I think what got me through it was staying calm, cool, and collective, which is not necessarily like is my... Is it collective or collected? I'm pretty sure it's ED. Okay. Collected. <laughs> okay. Which is not normally like my default, but it is something that I default to when the stakes are extremely high. And I think you guys have probably learned this about me, and I know Andrew has, but when there is any sort of confrontation or um, just drama, I, I, I seem to just numb out. It's like, yeah, it's like if a spider was to drop on me or I'm in the water and I get touched by anything, done. You're numb. S- no, you numb out, but you also like scream and it like you oh, no, no, show no, no, no. that you're affected. No, 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 no. I just freeze. Okay. I'm just done. <laughs> okay. So is that what you're saying? That's what you're normally like? No, I'm saying when there's like an issue and there's confrontation, like when we're in a like a major argument or something feels really heated, yeah. I just... I almost like tune it out and Mm -hmm. I completely go numb. But in this case, like I went completely numb and was still able to be focused and be present and handle things like on the spot. So nothing spiraled out of control. And I just feel like I elevated in my workspace. Like I feel like I've grown up and I've learned a lot. I think, you know, this is just a tidbit of advice for anyone out there who is an entrepreneur or, um, catapulting in different like sectors of the business space, like get yourself a really great attorney, have a great attorney always. Um, so that's one big lesson that I learned and I'm just protect yourself, protect yourself. Yeah. Just be armed, be armed with the knowledge and the power and never go into something feeling naive or feeling like, oh, it's, it should just all be in there and it all makes sense. And we've all got good relationships, like words in a contract. And when you're doing a deal are crucial, take your time, read through everything, understand it. I was naive. I didn't have a full understanding of, of certain deals I'm a part of. And I think that that's like a huge lesson for me for sure. And it took me too long to to get here. I think something that's really important to do there is ask questions. Not enough people ask questions, like look at the details and ask questions so you can get uh, clarity on whatever it is that you may be, uh, you know, confused on or may not know anything about, you know, don't just, don't just let it ride, ask questions and figure it out and be in the know before you get in, get into something. Yeah. Because you should never let like your ego or, um, the idea that you just think things will be handled in a, in a in the right way because you have, you know, human relationships, like at the end of the day, business is business. And I think that it's important to remember that you need to just know what you're getting yourself into, protect yourself and be focused, you know, don't Mm -hmm. let business get too emotional. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I I think uh, it's important to remember that you can create personal relationships in business, but when the when the relationship starts as a business relationship, it's always going to be business first. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. You know? Yeah. It's funny because I look at us and I'm like, we're business and personal, much like our guest today. But I'll tell you what, it's, yeah, much like them. It's hard to mix it though. You know, it's not the easiest thing to balance out like your personal life, your personal interests and jumping into business together. So true. They both have different ways for us. We both have different ways of doing things. Uh, We have different visions. We have like different, you know, strategies on the smallest level in terms of how we approach like specific tasks or what we want our day to days to look like. Uh, so it's challenging. So that was your win and fail all yep. wrapped up into one, all wrapped up into 48 hours yeah, of life. It was yeah. a big learning experience. Huge. Yeah. I'm glad you went through it. And I felt like I was in an episode of suits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you acted the part, you know, I got to say from your, from my perspective, from your partner. Um, and I told you this a couple of times already, I was based on our experience of, of dealing with conflict and, and how you go about it, I was really impressed with what I saw. I felt like you rose to the occasion. You stayed level-headed, which I can't always say. And, uh, and you just handled your business, and I, I liked what I saw. I need to learn how to implement that in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know I have it in me, and I obviously proved to myself that I did. I just... For some reason, it doesn't translate into all sectors of my life. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a lesson for me. Just a lot of adulting coming at me personally this weekend. Good. Um, gosh, it's it's the craziest, most exciting week, and I want to just be able to just. Bah, yeah, we got I'll, some. We got some big stuff <laughs> on the horizon. Insane. It's like you know, with challenges comes so many. Like it comes with like success and like overcoming yeah. things and like. Oh, I just feel, do you have a win and a fail? Because I want to get to our guests because I yeah. just love them. Well, I just want to say this real quick. There's a lot of stuff on the horizon this week. We've got some big, big news. Um, so if you're not following Daniela already, she's obviously the number one source for any information around us. Make sure you follow her on IG. There's some really, really cool stuff coming up this week. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can, you can do that too. That's fine. <laughs> Um, okay. So my win and fail, I'm going to start with my fail. Um, because it's still really fresh in my mind yesterday, right before we were getting ready for bath time, you were actually already in there and I was getting, uh, I was getting G ready. We, oh, we have our whole routine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And long story short, Gio took his first major fall last night and it just crushed my heart. And I felt like because it was on my watch, it was my fault and I felt really guilty about it. And, uh, I mean, to, I guess to just paint the picture, he literally was sitting on the edge of the bed and it's, you know, two or three feet off the ground and fell straight back onto his back and knocked his head too. And, uh, that was a moment. I mean, I obviously jumped into action, but it happens and you just numb out and you're like, holy shite, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so I'm still, I'm still getting through that one. I think I want to be reasonable not that it's okay, but I imagine that that something like that happens to every kid and every set of parents. So I don't want to be too hard on myself. Um, he seems to be okay. My my concern always now, like with myself playing football and being hit in the head so many times, is just just brain stuff. So brain injuries, so repetitive, 
you know, knocks to your head cannot be a good thing going on. I think he's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I just want to minimize any events like that. Totally. You know? Yeah. I feel for you because I'm in one regard, like I'm grateful I wasn't there cause I, I don't want that visual, but I heard it certainly. And it was enough for me to jump out of the shower and come out and see what happened. And yeah. luckily like he calmed down and we were able to like practice words. Like my whole concern was like, okay, let me get like, I need to know that your memory's there and that you can like, Oh my God. <laughs> you think it just all gets erased? I was once? like, what, are, where's my ear? Where's my eye? Um, where's my nose? <laughs> oh, but Oh, that was rough. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We got through it. We're getting through yeah. it. Is that your, is that That's your win fail. too? That no, <laughs> You got through it? No, I think my win's better. I think my win, it's a good reminder for everybody. I feel like, I just feel like I'm getting back to a place of gratitude. I felt like it was a focus of mine for, you know, several weeks, a month ago or so. And then for some reason I got away from it and, uh, I'm just realizing how much it does for me and, you know, it helps with anxiety that I feel because if you're listening, you know, it's the strangest thing and it's hard to explain. Like I can go to bed feeling fine. Sometimes I don't go to bed feeling fine. Sometimes I go to bed, my mind's racing a thousand miles an hour and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I can go to bed fine. And then I wake up and I'm in a weird state. And it's like, what happened when I went to bed, fell asleep and woke up? But what I find really, really helps me is focusing on uh, gratitude. And when I can take those moments where I feel anxious and immediately focus that attention on what's one thing I feel grateful for, it's crazy what it does to your brain chemistry and the way it allows you to refocus on everything that's good in your life. So I feel like with the help of uh, our friend Jay, Mm-hmm. And his new book, Think Like a Monk, I'm like literally reading the gratitude chapter section right now. That's helping. Uh, I get help from that book that I look at every day, which is Daily Stoic. There's always great lessons in there. I'll a lot focus on gratitude. Uh, but it's just something that I want to put more and more focus on. I want to start every day like that. And I want to end every day like that. And there's even um, an exercise in Jay's book where... Uh, there's a group of people somewhere in the world where they literally, if you just took, I want to say it's one meal a week to be present before you started eating and think about where your food came from and how it got there and how fortunate you are to have this meal and just, just take a second for gratitude for one meal a week, which is something like I overlook every day for for every meal. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's so important and I think it makes you feel so present and it makes you feel, um, good and uh, just grateful for the the simplest things in life that we all overlook on a daily basis. So important. I love the connection that Jay and Roddy have with food. Yeah. You know, they're they're both vegan, so of course I respect that piece too. But the fact that they like care about where their food comes from and that they, you know, obviously don't want to harm anything in order to consume. I mean, being a monk, like you cannot purchase food. You cannot spend money on anything. Like if you guys haven't heard the episode that we had with Jay Shetty, it is a fascinating episode. Um, just go back. It was sometime last year, but, um, speaking of books that I'm looking forward to reading the good fight by Jana Kramer and Mike Cawson is officially available. I believe as of today, um, I should have that correct, but if not, um, you can certainly go to either or no, actually I was going to say either one of their Instagrams, but Mike doesn't have one, but the good fight JM has an Instagram. We're going to get, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have Jana and Mike on the show. 
they're very vulnerable as are we. And I think it's just important to have these kind of couple conversations. I'm excited about their book because I've been invested in their story and their love story and they've gone through a lot. There was, um, infidelity that they conquered and still you listen to her podcast, right? Yeah. I listen to their podcast wind down and, um, and anyways, I think anyone who's in a relationship, I've said this so many times, like it's, it's powerful for me at least personally to learn and grow from other people's experiences and conversations. That's, that's what works best for me. So I'm actually excited. They sent us a book. I'm going to pick it up at the post office soon, but they, I'm excited to, to read this. So let's take a break. And when we come back, they're going to share a little bit about their journey. Cool. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Ugh, we love talking about Skillshare. So Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and generally just get lost in creativity. We're big fans of Skillshare. Huge. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because I have a short attention span. It's and I think I need, and I need to learn. And those two work really well because Skillshare's videos, they're formulated to get like the points across quickly. Uh-huh. Right. And on subjects that you actually care about. Exactly. Right? That helps with your attention span, doesn't That's it? That's very true. And and I like that they're unique topics. Like I was looking at the list, okay? Of the top classes? Of the top classes. Yeah, this one, uh, Filmmaking from Home, which is a new class that's gotten a lot of attention, looks super cool. So... I mean, I just think it's perfect. Obviously, we're, you know, I guess you can classify us, uh, classify us as content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost everybody is these days, yep. right? So this is a cool one for me because I want to get better at creating compelling videos that are strong and like yeah. funny and have the emotional moments and all that. Uh, but I need some help because it's not really my strong suit. Totally. And something that caught my eye, which I think is very applicable for um, people that love like the fun gifs and cute little like artsy stuff. There's a mastering illustration class that teaches you sketching, inking, and colors. Essentials. We have someone who works on our team, Kelly, who is absolutely brilliant at this. So if you're interested in like creating those cute little gifs that you may see us post, um, they have a class for it. Yeah, that and so many more. I mean, literally the, the categories go on and on from illustration to graphic design to animation to uh, music production, film yada yada you name it it's there if you're interested they have something for you so true so skillshare also is incredibly affordable especially when compared to a pricey in-person class and workshop an annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month that's crazy so you could explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com adulting that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com adulting that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash adulting and now back to adulting like a mother father um let's jump in because i know there's a lot to cover and you have a big full day ahead of you so i'm really really um invested in the good fight Okay. I need to know the ins and the outs. I need to know what to expect. We are in the thick of this stuff and I need to, I need some advice over here. Okay. How long, how, how long have you guys been married for? We're no. not married. We didn't go to nine years. Okay. That, okay. That's where I thought. Okay. Nine years. Wait, you're engaged though? Yeah. We're engaged. Yes. What took so long? <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot like that. Andrew, I'm sure so sorry. I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> of course I am. Uh, you know, I guess the simple answer is 
we both come from broken families. And I think the idea of marriage means something so different to us than it does to other people. Uh-huh. So uh, it was just on that slow train, taking our time, just making sure it's the right move. You know? <laughs> We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, that's no, it's, that's awesome. I think, yeah, I mean, for us, it's, I mean, I'll let you. We took a different route where it's like, we got to do it now, otherwise we're going to talk ourselves out of it. So this is- <laughs> And I get that. I've been there yeah. before where I've said, listen, I feel like getting married now, but I might not tomorrow. Do you want to do the damn thing or what? <laughs> exactly. um, would you like to give the elevator pitch of our book? Um, essentially the whole, the good fight, you know, Jan came up with that title and it's perfect for kind of our concept of the book. And it's, you know, everyone is going to fight in their relationship and their marriage and even relationships with their family and friends. And so, we're just trying to help people understand that we don't like to run away from it. We like to lean into those fights and, re- and go into them with a different ob- objective where you don't have to walk away disconnected. You can walk away more connected after you yeah. get to the fight, a healthy argument, a healthy discussion around what's whatever the conflict is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we kind of say like, even in the book, we're like, if you're picking this up to learn how to not fight, or like to stop fighting, like that's, we want you to fight, like, we, but you know, fight healthy. So that's why we, you know, we've got a lot of tools in there because we've done so much therapy <laughs> that, you know, we still don't do it perfect, but we have, you know, a bunch of tools that we just wanted to share with people that might be going through the same thing that we are. And, you know, whether, you know, if you have issues or not, it's just about um, bettering yourself and growing individually too. Cause a lot of it is um, just growing individually. And then also, you know, we tell our stories, like each chapter kind of starts with a fight. Um, and then kind of how his perspective, my perspective and how we worked through that. So. I love that. I absolutely love that. But what I want to know is how long it took you guys to get to the point where you felt like you could have healthy fights versus always seeing different ends of the spectrum and like not coming to a resolution. Um, I mean, that's an ongoing process, honestly, Andrew. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not like it used to be for sure, where we can get the good out of the difficult moments more so now than we did, you know, three, four, five years ago. Sure. Um, so it's, that's the thing. It's a process and understanding that we don't have to be upset the fact that we are fighting or that we are arguing. And but still, I mean, you know, we kind of went at it this morning a little bit on something where we just didn't handle things exactly the right way. And but that's just inevitable, right? But that's the thing yeah. is we can revert back to the tools that we're trying to learn and implement them, you know, earlier on in that process, you know, our rebound, something we talk about in the book is our rebound time. Like our rebound time after a conflict is significantly shorter than it used to be because we're able to lean into each other quicker afterwards with empathy, with understanding, as opposed to just planting our flag, being stubborn and just being like, Nope, I'm right. I'm not going to come to you until you admit that I'm right. You know, yeah, so I feel like you do in the beginning, and then it usually takes uh-huh. you like. Which typically, I feel like the men typically in general. Nope. Yeah. And it's like just the other day, like we got kind of got into a blowout, and he's like, "I'm not ready to talk to you." I was like, "Oh, you're not ready to talk to me?" Like when you know you need to like own up the fact that you know you weren't communicating very well. And it's like when we talked about it last night, it was like so frustrating. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to say the tool, like how our therapist told us how to talk. I'm like, I just need you to stop and like just listen like take a breath and it's like it's but it's hard sometimes to implement those things and but we know we have the tools now it's just we got to do it you know more consistently than not because we're not going to do it perfect i mean even our therapists say they don't do it perfect so that's i'm like okay like we we're still okay like (laughs) if we don't do it perfect then then okay we're okay 
For sure. So it's hard for me to grasp who's the better communicator because I feel like both of you have done so much work, but prior to like your experiences and your discovery and the things that you've had to go through, was there someone who's stronger at like coming to the table and having those like good conversations? Um, you know, we definitely both, like you said, have our, our faults in the communication realm, but it's definitely been Jana. She's been the one. And, and that might be the, the case for maybe a higher percentage of her relationships, just because men historically were just, you know, a little bit more emotionally, uh, not as developed as, as women, just because of maybe the way we're upbringing, the way that society influences our life and how we should be. Um, so it was definitely Jana was a better at the beginning and still is more consistently than I am. But she'll even admit she has her moments of whatever it may be and, you know, when she's not great at communicating. Mm -hmm. So it was then, was your style or either of your styles, Jana, it doesn't sound like it was yours, but Mike, were you ever the type that just sort of clammed up or walked away completely and didn't want to address anything? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It's I want to battle it out until three in the morning and he's like, and and he's just like, leave me alone. And I'm like, it's nine o'clock, baby. I got like four good hours in me to like talk to someone. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you're not going to bed. Like the other night I was like, he's like, I'm going to bed. I was like, no, you're not. Like we're talking this out. And you know, he ends up, he's like, but I also know now when he goes, I cannot talk right now. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like, cause we're not going to resolve anything. Like if he, if he's not in that place. Um, cause that's part of my work too. And my tools is she would just keep beating down the door, beating down the door. And then I blow up. Sure. And like everyone has their breaking point. And so she's learned now that she can't keep pressing the button that I'll just cave. It'll actually make it worse because yeah. it all, it always are the end result would always be worse if, if you know, we didn't have that separation of boundary because I need to keep my anger in check. I need to make sure I'm grounded and I don't get immature and young and emotional in my feelings. And I come from an adult place. And so I need me, I'm just more, uh, introverted when it comes to that like I just need to like sit there with my thoughts and like collect myself and be like okay have that internal battle you know until I'm ready to kind of talk about it I resonate with that I definitely do um this is really helpful I actually I want to switch gears because I have a question that I've just been curious about so Jana you're a working actress and you're always in these really cute romantic comedies I want to know Mike is there ever any sort of jealousy issues that come up have you guys dealt with that or have you worked through it or had to work through it? You know, it hasn't been a major issue. The thing is, you know, I commend Jana because from the get go, she always wants to make sure I feel comfortable mm -hmm. around things. Now, mm -hmm. the good thing is, I'm fortunate though, because, you know, since I've been with Janet, she's mostly done lifetime or Hallmark type things. So it's like a lifetime kiss or a Hallmark kiss. It's yeah. nothing I really have to lose sleep about. You know, if she has to start doing an HBO series or Showtime series, then we'll have a different discussion. Which um, <laughs> her career that she ended up ends up doing, but she does a great job of making me feel comfortable. You know, I try to come on set early on in the phase and get to know. Like I've, you know, gotten to know every one of her co stars and enjoy the guys and you know her one for this movie stayed at her house for two nights and cool. hung out stuff because they had to stop you know production for two days because of covid stuff so 
always try to implement myself as a part of it too and get to know everybody. So, you know, I'm comfortable with them. They're comfortable with me. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's great. I, I think you, that's- you do the same thing. Cause what was the little, no, no, there's no upfront conversation. It's, it's how much can I push underneath the rug until I have to actually deal with it kind of thing. What he's referring to, it was a series. So I didn't know what the scripts were going to be, you know, like I didn't know what was going to be in development with my character. I just knew initially I was a love interest. But even even aside from that, I did a, a Hallmark movie and I had to get married. And that that time in my life or our relationship, I thought it was for sure over. Like, I thought that this could be the breaking point. I remember thinking, like, we may not recover, and how am I ever going to work again? And, like, but I didn't handle it well. Because of the connection that you had on screen or because of? Both, both. Like, Mm -hmm. I vibed with him. I had actually worked with him, ironically, as, like, a kid. So we had kind of, like, history-ish. But, like, not to the point where there was anything to worry about, but definitely, like, you know, when you do a chemistry read, like, clearly there's a reason for it. And if you have chemistry, like, it looks better on camera. And so it was a it was a weird time. He was out of town. I was trying to balance all the worlds. And I've just always wondered how people do it long term because you guys have a family and you have a business outside of, you know, acting and the things. I just think it's very interesting to watch someone actually execute it. And I think even though we all have problems, you're doing a really good job. Thanks. I, do you know Chantel? Chantel. I did One Tree Hill with her and we had a conversation the other day about, you know, just relationships and, you know, being on set and stuff. And she had said something, you know, I was kind of being open about, you know, our latest struggle. And, you know, she was asking about, she's like, it's, it's interesting because when you do go on a set, it's like, you know, you, you have, like you even said there or not, you're like, you have fun with the person and you're just like, it's, it's fun. And it's like, it's, you know, you have like chemistry and then, what we've always said, whether it's this person or the next person that you meet that you have come, it's like, it's same, it's a same story, different cast, you know, and, and that's just what it ends up being. And also it's something too, like when you are away from it and you're getting attention from other people on set and stuff, you start to be like, okay, what am I then maybe missing in my relationship that I'm not getting? So it's like, I need more affection. And like, then to go to your partner and say, I need this more because I'm feeling like a lack of that here when that would make me like feel more love. So yeah, yeah that's interesting to look at it. From so just that. to be able to like express, like when you are on a set to be like, okay, I, I'm noticing that like, I need more of this from my partner because it's making, it makes me feel pretty or nice when someone compliments me or something like that, you know, instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, but, but instead, drawing to your partner and asking your partner for you to give that to you. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. All right, guys, since I'm literally sweating right now, we have to talk about deodorant again. If you haven't tried each and every yet, you need to. Each and every's gender-inclusive deodorant is formulated for sensitive skin, made without aluminum, parabens, baking soda, alcohol, and synthetic fragrances with just six simple ingredients plus essential oils. Each and every uses natural ingredients like coconut oil and dead sea salt that work together to reduce body odor. That sounds nice. In fact, each and every has been found to provide odor protection equal to an antiperspirant without the aluminum. We've said this a hundred times at this point. You don't need aluminum in your deodorant. Uh, 
Each and every was founded by two women in the beauty industry who were frustrated by the lack of high quality natural deodorant options. One of their founders holds a PhD, wow, uh, in molecular and developmental biology and used her in-depth understanding about how the body interacts within different ingredients to help design each and every so you know that it's put together just right. And you know what? That's what it takes to create a deodorant that works. Okay. A PhD in molecular and developmental biology. There you go. <laughs> okay. It's, I was just talking about this with my cousin. We were just saying, she's like, what deodorant do you use? No natural deodorant works. And I said, excuse you, you are wrong. Okay. So if you guys don't have um, a natural deodorant that works, please visit eachandevery.com slash adulting, eachandevery.com slash adulting and use promo code adulting for 30% off your first purchase. That's not eligible to combine with other discounts or subscription. That's promo code adulting at eachandevery.com slash adulting. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. You said, um, affection. Is that something that you guys deal with in your own relationship? So I, my love language is, is touch. Like I love touch and that's his last thing on his. So it's very hard because I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very touchy person. I want him to like, like when I'm in the kitchen, I'm like, Oh my God, if he just came up and gave me the biggest hug right now. <laughs> word for word. And he literally doesn't look at me and walks past. And I'm like, wow, I actually put on makeup today and I'm wearing something kind of skimpy. So I would have loved like something, you know what I mean? So like it then, but then I like really internalize and I'm like, oh my God, like he must be doing something or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough if he doesn't see me or he doesn't love me if he doesn't like. And so I just, I go down this like rabbit hole of like thoughts and emotions and you know, and, and it sucks because it, and basically what I told him last night, I was like, I, I understand that touch for you isn't the most important thing. And it's something that, you know, you've had a hard time dealing with just in general, getting like comfortable with intimacy. I was like, but that is how I receive love. And like, I need more of it to like, know that like, you do think I'm sexy and you do think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good enough and I'm worthy. And like, that is something that like I need and, you know, and it's, you know, it might be hard for him, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm trying to do things that you receive love, like, you know, letting you have alone time. Like that's, you like that or, you know, like just something that, which I don't get, but fine. <laughs> why would you ever want to be away from me like, for a second you ever? want to go to the movies by yourself? Like it doesn't make sense to me, but go like, fine, go upstairs in your man cave and do whatever. I don't know. Like just, it's like, I like people. I like being around people. I like company. And, I, and he's like more of like a, you know. Whereas I, I love being around people and entertain too, but I just love my time. That's how I recharge is time to myself. So it is difficult and it has been definitely an obstacle in our relationship trying to find that balance. And it's, you know, my thing is not to take when she says those things so personally, because in my mind, I'm like, little does she know, I'm walking by her in the kitchen because I'm in deep thought about, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. Is there toilet paper in there? And that's like, that's like what's consuming my brain in that moment. Like yeah. the smallest, dumbest thing. It's just like, I'm not aware to anything else going on. I'm just like, oh, do I need to grab toilet paper? Like, what do I need to do? <laughs> and, so, and so it's just one of those things we've, we've really had to learn to over-communicate about and mm-hmm. be receptive to each other's needs and not take it, like, you know, on the reverse end of that, Jana understanding that me needing my time, you know, a night or two a week or going to play golf or whatever it may be, that it's not that I'm not choosing her. I'm not choosing that over-spending time with her. I'm just choosing it because I need it or it's what fills me. It's what I enjoy as being my own individual human being. So, yeah, I totally get that. I have two questions off the back of that. And the first one is 
Mike, is there anything that stands in the way of you giving her more affection that maybe you're not getting in order to give that? Oh, good question. Great question. You know, I don't think I've, as much as we've talked about this, I don't think anyone's ever asked a question around that that well. So, man. Um, yes and no. So, yes, in the terms of I'll catch myself, you know, I feel like we always want to compare. Like, it's a natural thing to compare, right? Like, almost as much as we try to talk about you don't want to keep scoring a relationship, it's like people still do it sometimes. It's just in human nature, right? So you're like, well, I cook this many nights in a row, and you have, you know, whatever it may be. So there is part of me, especially early on, where it's like, you know, well, I haven't had a night to myself in like a week. Like, why do I have to be all affected? You know, why do I have to do what she wants to do? I've fortunately grown more out of that. And so stuff stopping me now is just, it's just not my uh, default of my personality to be touchy and affectionate. And so it's a conscious thing that I need to remind myself to do. Not because again, not because I don't love her, not because I don't want to, it's just, she requires it more than I do. And that's what she needs for love. And it's just, but that's where we, we kind of mold for each other in your marriage and in your relationship to understand those needs mm-hmm. and, to, you know, help each other out by giving the, each other that. I love that. Jana, if it gives you any comfort, we have like the exact same dynamic. Okay, good. So like, exact same. Right. between like you want more touch. I would love more affection. Um, and he just, it's not his love language. And he require he requires more like communication and he wants to talk every little detail through. I mean, he just wants to talk. Like he just wants to always be talking apparently. And I just am like doing my life and I have, you know, a kid I'm managing and jobs and things. And it's like, sometimes I forget that like he needs some like one-on-one, like, like check-in time. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of always a tit for a tat. And I, I struggle with that. Cause I'm like, well, if we're in a relationship, let's just like love each other. Like, you know, in my mind, it's like, we love each other. We touch, we hold, you know? Yeah. Well, it's nice to know that other couples are having the same issues. You know, you're not alone in that. And it's like, okay, just, we work on it. Andrew, what's your number one love language then? Is it like words of affirmation or. Man, I gotta be transparent. I don't, I don't know him well enough to know. I just know that, um, the reason I asked that question before is what holds me back is I feel like I've been missing like a deeper connection that's not as surface level as touch for me. You know what I mean? Thinks that it's surface level and that's where I like differ. I'm thinking it takes so much, like I would never go up to someone and just like squeeze them and like kiss them and like you're my person for that. So it doesn't feel surface level for me. It's just a different perspective, I guess. Sure. <laughs> we could we could talk about this for three hours for sure. I, 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 I actually want to. I'll switch gears again. I want to know a little bit about your transition into working together as a couple because I know mm. Jana, you had the podcast by yourself, and then I don't know exactly how Mike was integrated into the show or if it was like a one off, and then he realized how well it worked. But I think it's really cool to talk to other couples who are kind of in a way like working together, and now you have your book and. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it, yeah, it started off with me. I had another um, co-host. Her name was Jen. It was great. We just talked about like mom stuff, um, some relationship things, but he, 
we, I had originally started writing a book, um, about this and, um, about our marriage and about my life and some of the other relationships I've had. And, um, and he hated the, the idea of all of it. He was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bring it up. And I'm like, well, it's out there. And I just want to change the narrative. Like, I don't want people just to think I'm married to a sex addict. Like I want them to be like, okay, yes, I am. But here's how we've been able to work on our marriage. Like, I feel like we have platforms that we can then help people from it. And that's kind of how I've always thought. And I'm like, okay, I've, I've been through this so I can maybe help one other person or I, I sing these songs to help a person out and like it's helped me. And so that's why I wanted to do it. And he didn't understand that. So I was like, I just was constantly like wanting like a, like a, a place to be able to just like talk and express my feelings. And so then I, when I was doing, um, another podcast on iHeart, you know, I was like, I really want my, you know, do my own. So I started my own. And then he, I was like, anytime you want to come on, I was like, it's really cool. And it's empowering to just talk. And, you know, I don't know who's listening, but it's just really nice. And, and, you know, I was like, so anytime you want to come on, I'm not forcing you to say anything. You don't have to say anything you want, but you can say whatever you want. And, um, I mean, he ended up coming on and he shared more than I thought he would share. And, you know, from there we got lots of DMS and, um, you know, emails about, well, my husband or my wife or this. And then he realized, I think. Yeah. Then I was able to, to get out of my shame of the things that we've been through a little bit and, and realize, see a little bit of the light of the internal that Jana has been trying to, you know, get through to my, my thick skull that, you know, we can help people and that we can change the narrative and, and control this a little bit more. And so, yeah, we, we got it flooded with, with support and, and love for it. And you know, the numbers were continue to increase for, for the podcast. And so it just kind of became this thing without even meaning for it to be. And mm-hmm. which uh, manifested into the book with like Janice said, she started writing one. And so, yeah, I mean, it's Janice has been the driving force behind everything creative and I just kind of hang on. For the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Did but you it, guys find that it was helpful for your relationship when you started, you know, flushing a lot of these conversations out? on the show? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really was. We, we, we really it's found it therapeutic to talk it out. And we learned hard lessons too, though. We learned because there are times, you know, just like any relationship, you have your moments where you're, you're in conflict with one another. You haven't resolved it yet. But if you're working together, the show must go on. So it's like, you gotta be professionals too. But it's really hard to fake that when your, your co-partner and co-worker is your, is your spouse. So we learned the hard way to not to bring subject matter up when, when we haven't resolved it yet ourselves because we had a crazy vulnerable emotional episode where something had gone on. We tried faking it at the beginning and we just couldn't yeah. and the episode. I mean, it was raw and vulnerable and really, really, uh, emotional so and you know we got a lot of like comments from it and I wasn't still yet healed from it and like we weren't healed from it and so I like then started listening to the comments I'm like yeah you're right like you know and so it just ended up just drawing us farther apart and it was yeah we learned not to share a wound only its scars so I think that's a great approach I think that's uh something that we haven't followed yet but I think it's a good like standard rule I want to take a couple steps back here because you threw out sex addict or sex addiction or whatever. And Mike, I don't want to put you on the spot too much right now. So share as much as you're comfortable with, but for our audience who might not be familiar with you guys, I hear that obviously that had to have been a major problem in the relationship or a challenge. Mm-hmm. 
where are you guys at with that today? And like, how long did it take you to get past something like that? Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I talk about in the book and I've, I've talked circles around this and I'm very open about it because there's not a lot out there around sex addiction. I still think we're 10 to 15 years behind in society to being comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and my biggest thing is, you know, it's, it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation for my past behaviors and how I've been. I'm in recovery now and, and you know, we're both doing our work to, for this relationship to stay in a healthy recovery place for me, doing my own work to do the same. And then, you know, I, I explained it to Jana actually on one of our episodes recently and to, to help her and our listeners kind of realize that it is a real thing. And my therapist asked me one day when we were living in LA and he asked me, he was like, you know, when I was, I was still having a hard time really grasping that this is who I am and this is part of me and like accepting that this is a lifelong disease and, and issue. And he was like, all right, well, he's like, do you want to go grab a drink? I'm like, no, it's, it's like 11 in the morning. Why do I want to go grab a drink? And so he's like, all right. He's like, well, what if I told you, you know, you go watch porn next door. There's a woman next door waiting for you. And it's like, even though like my answer was like, still hell no. It's like that, that split second of what I felt internally was like, holy shit. Like I can't, you know, I, I, my whole life, I haven't been able to say no to that. Like I easily just did without even thinking alcohol. It's like, no, why, why the hell do I run? And, and it was just like, oh, that, that was that really that moment of acceptance of like, I have been powerless to something my entire life. And it just makes sense looking at my history, looking at my life, the decisions that I've made. So it's just one of those things that it is a real thing. And people will continue to, to be educated about it. We'll, we'll understand that. Sure, sure. That's powerful, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. All right, adulters, let's talk cash money. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. That's right. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt. I like this topic because unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply. And the best part, it's all online. It's fast and simple. Uh, it's just a soft pull on your credit, so it doesn't affect your credit score, which is amazing. It's something that you want. Over 400,000 people have already used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. So you know that there are plenty other testimonials out there who are already loving the service. Uh, and actually, the best part is once your loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. So when you're in a crunch and you need yeah. some cash, you can count on these guys. That's awesome. So see why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash adulting to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash adulting. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. And now back to adulting like a mother father. 
I, I'm excited for the good fight because I think even if you haven't experienced um, infidelity in your own relationship, I think we all have in some degree, like I know personally we've been affected by it in our own families. And so I find the whole conversation very healing to know that you guys are constantly like fighting the good fight because it's, it's rare and I know your listeners feel the same way because I, I hear it and I know that like they are appreciative and it's so cool to see Mike like be so brave and to speak on this. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it makes me kind of emotional. It's really cool. And it's really cool that you guys are like on this journey and that you're committed to, to helping others because I'm sure in some way that's also a driving force between the two of you. I know that that helps us, you know, like you said, like the podcast being therapeutic, like sometimes you need something to like force you to, <laughs> to make it work. I mean, kids yeah. are great too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely are great motivators. But no, that's a great point because it almost, it holds your feet to the fire a little bit. And it's like, you know, we'll sit there and talk and be like, if we can't practice the own, our own stuff that we preach essentially, like what are we doing? And yeah. so it really kind of brings you back down to, to, you know, to level where it's just like, okay, let's think about the stuff that we talk about to, to, for people to help in their relationship. Let's kind of revert back to just that point and let's build again from there. And so just knowing that we have those tools to, to recenter ourselves and in our marriage is, is something that definitely is beneficial helped us for sure and I think too like you know the infidelity piece is just like a piece of the book you know it's like it's not like we definitely talk about it we talk about addiction um but you know there's so many things in there that like I kind of wish I had even before I was married (laughs) about like maybe how to communicate better or how to like own my own stuff or how to you know um there's just there's just a lot that I look back and be like okay wow but I just like how it's like we have different perspectives because sometimes I don't understand him. So I wish I could have read a book and been like, what was my husband thinking or what was my boyfriend thinking? So I could have like better understood like the situation. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun because so one of the proudest aspects of this book is like, we wrote every word, you know, we didn't have a ghostwriter. We didn't have anybody help us because we're like, if we're going to be this open, this vulnerable about what we're talking about, like it needs to come directly from our mouths. And so, you know, Jan is so funny because she types like she talks. So, you know, her section would be like, so the other day, this, you know, this B was so mad at Mike because he was, and it's just, you know. (laughs) And so our print editor's like, do you really need 15 exclamation points? She's like, well, yeah. Um, But it's just, it really gets across the the personality of who we both are and also the, the tension and the feeling and emotion that comes off these pages because, I mean, we'll be sitting there writing our parts and, we'll look over each other. One of us is, you know, like teary because we're working on the same chapter. So it's the same kind of topic. And it's just, there's a lot of times we had to check in with each other during the process. And we got triggered during the process and emotional during the process, fought during it, you know, but all with the goal of like, Hey, what we're doing not only helps us, but can help other relationships and just not romantic relationships, relationships with your parents, relationships with friends on, on how to handle such certain things. I have so I have so many questions for you, and one of them, um, when you guys like rehash challenges in the relationship, right through books and podcasts, and you know your own fights at home, whatever, do you feel like that helps or hurts the relationship in terms of movement forward? I think it's a little bit of both, yeah. honestly. Like I think more good than bad. Like there's certain things where I look back, I'm like, oh my god, we were so juvenile and how we handled that. 
and we can kind of look and it kind of, it kind of highlights like how much we've grown. Mm -hmm. But then also there's some like around the communication that, you know, when he's writing it and I'm like, but why don't you do that more? Like, you know, and it's where it's like, we know the information, but like, we're not, or it's like, you know, why don't I, you know, or why do I, you know, do whatever more? So sometimes it can be a little like, eh. You know, like, <laughs> great idea, Mike. Why yeah. didn't you do that yesterday? Oh, I know. Like, you know, one of those. <laughs> the little leg grab under the table. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's, it's hard. And, you know, there's things in there that, like, we haven't shared at all, like, publicly, not on the podcast, things that, like, you know, were tough. I mean, like, like the, you know, the night that he, like, relapsed. And, you know, it's, and then it's just, it's just, it's just like, it's heavy stuff that you're just like, like I'm, I'm like scared for it to come out, you know, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, I, I didn't want to hold back any part of it, you know? So it's just. And I think like you should obviously know, and I know you know this from your, your podcast and your listeners, but you are so not alone, you know? And it's so cool to see these public figures who, you know, on Instagram can have all these beautiful moments and still share the realness. And I, I really would love more of that just in everyone's lives. So it's, it's powerful. And I appreciate that you guys are doing the, the good fight work. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are too. Um, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> hey man, that's all we can do. That's you know, literally all we can do. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, hours ago, I'm like, I don't know if we're doing any interviews today. We're not, we're not doing great. <laughs> but the, but the rebound and that's where, you know, you got to celebrate the rebound. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. Well, Thank you guys. We, we should all like cheers and have a drink. Beyond like, uh, we live in LA. When we're in LA, we were supposed to be there, but I mean, there's no point in going now. Like with COVID stuff. So it's like nothing. Like, nothing. How is the COVID? I mean, is it, I mean, obviously we're in LA, so we're in the thick of it, but in Nashville, has it chilled out a little bit? Like they're going back to school in our, in our area. So yeah, but not in like Nashville area. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah. if you guys ever come here for a little getaway, yeah. you guys are more than welcome to come stay. So sweet. Thank you, Thank you guys. So sweet, though, but thanks for having us on your show. Absolutely. Yeah, to return the favor on ours. So. Oh, very sweet. Well, for everyone listening, please check out The Good Fight September 22nd, which is today. Look at that. I'm so excited for you guys. And thank you again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you in person and cheersing and celebrating and all the things. Absolutely. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dog to make you breakfast in bed with Belgian waffles and a fresh fruit compote? As nice as that sounds, it's probably never going to happen. But at least there's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit GEICO.com to learn more. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Okay, we're back. I think what I loved about speaking with Jana and Mike is just how real they are and how willing they are to share their stories and some of those not being like probably the easiest to share because a lot of people can learn from that. I mean, I remember like talking to them and saying that we had some like jealousy issues in our relationship when it came to me, like having to be in romantic 
relationships on TV or whatever and asking her if they dealt with that. And on the spot, they said, absolutely not. But what was interesting is I listened to Wind Down, their podcast, and I heard them talk about that same thing on their show. And I feel like we're all so human in this where it's like if someone brings something up and asks you like, oh, do you have any do you have any issues with jealousy or whatever? You may not know in the moment, but then like you sort of internalize it and then maybe it comes up in a later conversation because that's something that I feel like we do. And I know you hate that I compare sometimes, but yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I really do. I think, <laughs> I think comparison is uh, I think it's a killer of relationships. It's a killer of like individual self-esteem as well, but it's a killer of relationships because you could have a good and, and it kind of goes back to the conversation about gratitude. Like if you're grateful for what you do have, it's never going to be perfect, but if you're aware of what you do have, you know, it's, it can, it stops you from anytime you see somebody else in a relationship or somebody else with something shiny or new or whatever, it stops you from going like, just because you see that, oh, now I want that or now I need that. Or for some reason, now I realize I don't have that. When you were totally content and totally fine with what you did have one second prior to that. I know. You know, I, we're all guilty of it. I just think, I think getting away from comparison is a, is a great thing for a relationship. Mm-hmm. It just takes practice, I guess. And just being really solid in your relationship. Yeah, and just aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the good fight is available today, you guys. Um, so go get yourself a copy. Um, you know, check out Jana's story and Instagram for more information, listen to wind down and, um, all the things, all the things. Yeah. It's it's a big day for them. So congratulations guys. Uh, and adulting fam. Yeah. We have another huge episode next week that I'm super pumped about. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you come back for that one. And, uh, I know it probably sounds like we ask every week at this point, but if you're enjoying the show or even if you're not like, and you have some, uh, constructive criticism for us, please let us know, go to Apple podcasts and leave us a review. Um, you know, selfishly that, that really helps the show and makes sure that we can come back week after week. Yeah, we're coming yeah. up on our almost second season. Yeah. This is crazy. It is well, crazy. thank you all for following along with our journey. I promise you, and I promise you, there is more of that journey to come. A lot more? Yeah, a lot more. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, guys, we will be back next week. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.